This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, the Securities and Exchange Commission is planning to update its workforce strategies. A CIA technology leader is headed to the private sector. And GSA's Polaris contract is pulled back into the protest vortex. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Thursday, January 18th, 2024. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. GSA's Polaris contract is pulled back into the protest vortex. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. The General Services Administration's small business government-wide acquisition contract known as Polaris faces a new complaint. VCH Partners filed a pre-award protest with the Government Accountability Office on January 12th. VCH is challenging the limitations on the scope of proposal revisions offerers may provide in response to two modifications GSA made to the solicitation under the Service Disabled Veteran-Owned Small Business Pool. GSA issued an amendment and answered questions on December 26, the details of which are behind a firewall. GAO has until April 22nd to decide VCH's protest. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Veterans Health Administration is giving its human resources staff a pay raise. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. HR specialists and assistants working at VHA are about to see a 15% pay increase. That's thanks to a special salary rate the agency approved at the end of last year. About 8,000 HR employees are eligible to receive the pay raise. The special salary rate is meant to attract new hires and encourage current HR personnel to stay. VHA recently estimates it will need to hire about 1,000 HR professionals each year to keep up with its workload. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. Congress is eyeing updates to a federal board that investigates major cybersecurity incidents. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Congress is considering legislation to make the Cyber Safety Review Board a permanent fixture at the Department of Homeland Security. The board was created by executive order nearly three years ago with the idea based on the National Transportation Safety Board. But experts say the Cyber Board may have too much industry participation today to be truly independent. DHS is also asking Congress to grant the board subpoena power to aid in its investigations. Lawmakers on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee are considering those issues and more as they look at reforms to the board this year. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. For agencies looking to improve their human resources departments, One challenge is bigger than all the rest. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. Limited resources are the single greatest barrier to bringing HR innovations to scale, according to the Office of Personnel Management. After interviewing HR leaders government-wide, OPM has found that many struggle to improve recruitment and retention without enough staffing, resources, or structure. Agency leaders are also looking for more guidance on how to use human capital data to adjust their long-term workforce planning. OPM says it's looking to create a community of practice to try to address the challenge. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Securities and Exchange Commission is planning to update its workforce strategies. The agency's plans come in response to a recent report from the Government Accountability Office. GAO says the SEC needs to improve its skills on staff to better address the growing risks of cryptocurrency. 
The SEC already has some good workforce practices, GAO says, like regular assessments of its hiring and training needs. But an updated strategic plan overall will help the agency manage challenges in the cryptocurrency industry for the long term. The Justice Department and 15 other agencies are trying to figure out how best to balance the excitement over artificial intelligence and the requirements to maintain citizens' civil rights. The interagency group is looking for ways to share resources to address discrimination or other adverse situations that may arise through the use of AI and other advanced technologies. Several agencies already have ongoing efforts to safeguard civil rights through enforcement, policy initiatives, and ongoing education and outreach. The interagency meeting builds on the Justice Department's May 2022 guidance helping public and private sector organizations guard against discrimination in hiring because of AI tools, as well as President Joe Biden's October AI executive order. The Postal Service faces fewer legal challenges over plans for its next-generation delivery vehicle fleet. The Natural Resources Defense Council and the United Auto Workers are dropping their lawsuit against USPS. The groups filed the lawsuit in 2022 in a push to get the agency to buy more electric vehicles. USPS at the time planned to purchase mostly gas-powered delivery trucks, but the agency is now making electric vehicles a majority of its new fleet by using billions of dollars in the Inflation Reduction Act. Task Force 59, the Navy's first task force driven by artificial intelligence, launches a new task group with a focus on unmanned operations. The task group will explore the operational deployment of unmanned systems to improve situational awareness and bolster security in the Middle East region. Sailors will leverage the task force's capabilities to advance manned and unmanned teaming concepts. Vice Admiral Brad Cooper, the commander of the 5th Fleet, says that Task Force 59 recently reached its full operational capability. Since its establishment, the task force has tested and operated more than 23 different unmanned systems. One of the Central Intelligence Agency's technology leaders is leaving. Jennifer Eubank, deputy director of the CIA for Digital Innovation, will head to the private sector in the coming weeks. She's led the CIA's digital efforts since October 2019. Eubank previously held leadership positions in the agency's Directorate of Operations and also served as a Foreign Service Officer at the State Department. A new classification policy rewrites a decades-old document in an effort to remove legacy classification barriers that hinder Defense Department's daily operations. Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks signed the new policy at the end of last year with the goal of reducing overclassification of all things related to space. DOD Assistant Secretary for Space Policy John Plum says that they're assigning minimum classifications to things, which in turn will allow services to examine their own programs. The details of the policy are unclear since the document is classified, but Plum says the DOD's main challenge is overuse of its special access programs. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Thursday, January 18th, 2024, I'm Peter Masurlian. 